This is Reset. I'm Esther Yunji Kang in for Sasha Ann Simons. Nationwide, women and healthcare providers are bracing for the possible end of Roe v. Wade. The landmark decision established a constitutional right to an abortion in 1973, but a draft opinion leaked in May shows Roe is likely to be overturned. That decision, it could come as early as tomorrow morning. All of this is unfolding as a new play about abortion opens this week at Northwestern University's Wirtz Center in Abbott Hall. It's called The Billboard, and it follows a fictional black women's clinic in Chicago's Englewood neighborhood and its fight for reproductive rights. Journalist Natalie Moore and my teammate on WBEZ's Race, Class, and Communities Desk wrote the play, and she joins us now. Hey, Natalie. Hey, Esther. How are you? I'm good. How are you feeling about opening night? Excited, <laughs> nervous, <laughs> um, full of anticipation. Your play was inspired by real events of pro-choice and pro-life billboards popping up around the country, including right here in Chicago. What did some of those billboards say, and why have those messages stuck with you? Those messages tended to be in Black neighborhoods targeting Black women about abortion. And the fact that billboards that were anti-abortion were going in Black neighborhoods was a key indication of the demographic that these groups were were looking at influencing. And like you said, one came to Chicago in 2011, and that one had a picture of Barack Obama, and it was in Washington Mm -hmm. Park, and it said, every 21 minutes, a leader is aborted. Mm -hmm. And that same person put up a billboard in Dallas in 2018 that said, the most dangerous place for a black child is his mother's womb. But a Dallas women's group called the FIA Center put up their own billboard that said abortion is self-care, hashtag trust black women, mm-hmm. black women have the right to make decisions for their, their families. And that billboard had three women on it smiling. Mm-hmm. That's where the controversy really started because those other anti-abortion billboards, even though they were happening, they weren't really gaining traction. But this response in some ways was you know, more controversial than the original Mm. billboard because people hadn't seen abortion characterized as self-care, much less having three black women on the billboard smiling. Mm. So my work is not a reenactment. I don't live in Dallas. I don't know (laughs) Dallas. So it made sense to take elements of that story as well as what I had been reporting previously here and make it set in our beloved city. So what types of billboards will we see in your play? Because this is Chicago, I thought that I had to up the ante with the drama, (laughs) and I said it in a city council race. Mm. So there is a man running for city council, and he says abortion is genocide. Mm. And then at the bottom it says, keep Inglewood black, vote Demetrius Drew for city council. And there's a fictitious Black Women's Health Center in Englewood that puts up its own billboard that has the self-care. So those two dueling billboards are at the center of the drama in the play. Yeah, so tell us more about the Black Women's Clinic in Englewood that this this play centers on. What story did you want to tell about this group of women and, and the Englewood neighborhood? One, this clinic is not just an abortion provider. It's in a community that, you know, lacks a lot of resources, one of them being health care. So the founder, doctor, and executive director of this clinic and nonprofit is a woman named Tanya, and she grew up in the community. 
and she saw the troubles that her neighbors and even her own relatives had with getting quality health care. But it's also a community center where they have programming for seniors and for Mm -hmm. teenage black girls. So I was establishing this as a important institution in Mm -hmm. the community. And as it's incidental in the play, Tanya and Demetrius know each other from the neighborhood and actually went to prom together back in the 1990s. (laughs) Yeah. So the billboard aims to treat abortion more than as a pro-choice or pro-life issue. Why, Why is that important to you? Part of the story isn't just about abortion, but it's about who gets to speak for community. So setting this Mm -hmm. in a city council race in a neighborhood that has felt neglected and their questions about who gets to speak for community. Mm. You know, who are those characters? Who are those people? Uh, Rounding out the cast is the board chair of this health center who supports Tanya, but is always like, we got to be pragmatic. Are we going to lose our supporters? with this billboard and uh, Tanya's obsession with changing the narrative. There's the incumbent city council member, and we're setting this in the 16th Ward. Mm -hmm. And then there is Kayla, who is an alum of the Black Teenage Girls Program, who's 19. So, you know, when we talk about it not being pro-choice or pro-life, I would say the play isn't just about people's dueling ideas about abortion. In some ways, the more nuances among people who support abortion rights and are wondering how to frame that. And this wasn't always a political issue in this country or a partisan issue, I should say. And of course, I started writing this before where we are now, you know, on the brink of the possibility of Roe v. Wade being right. overturned. So, Natalie, six out of 10 Americans say abortion should be legal in all or most cases. That's according to the latest survey on this issue from from Pew Research Center. You know, on that issue of Roe v. Wade, how do you hope your play will move the conversation forward? I think I always wear my journalistic hat, and that is not telling people what to think, but what to think about. And I hope that people leave with more questions than answers. You're listening to Reset. I'm Esther Yunji Kang, in for Sasha Ann Simons. And we're talking about The Billboard, a new play about abortion written by our colleague WBEZ's Natalie Moore. The new play opens this week at Northwestern University's Word Center in Abbott Hall and is produced by 16th Street Theater. Natalie, this is your first time writing a play. What was that like? I had the desire to write a play, but also didn't want to embarrass myself. So (laughs) I took a class at Chicago Dramatists, and I will say that it gave me a lot of confidence because what I realized is that there are a lot of similarities between writing our audio feature scripts here Mm. at WBEZ and writing plays because in both instances, you're writing for the ear. Mm, That's interesting. What have been some of the biggest challenges that uh, you've come across, and how did you work around them? When I first started writing, I was like, oh, there's no editor. Like, how, does, <laughs> how does this work? <laughs> but again, it's similar to how we sometimes edit in mm. group edits. Mm. And we do table reads, and then you get feedback. Mm. And I can do with that feedback what I like or don't like. Toward the end of the process, the final workshopping, I had a dramaturg, which is like a literary person who would say things like, well, if this person's saying this on page 50, mm. you need to get them on page 25, Ah. (laughs) highlighting. So 
it was good to get that feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes when we're doing journalism, an editor will say, well, do you have somebody saying this? And right, you're like, no, right. I don't. But in a play, it's like, well, if you want me to have that person say that, I can do, I can make <laughs> that up. So what kind of experience do you want people to have while watching this play? What do you want to leave them with? This is entertainment. Mm. So I want them to be immersed when they go into the theater and think and laugh Mm. (laughs) and maybe challenge some preconceptions that they had before they walked in. And what have you personally taken away from putting this production together? Has the writing and creative process changed you in any way? It's given me more tools to put in my toolbox. I really enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's very collaborative. And I'll say that that first table read, I underestimated the power of what it would feel like to have actors read your words. And the director, Teron Patton, has an amazing vision. And so I stay out the way. I wrote it, and she's directing it. And when I've seen a rehearsal, watching an actress' facial expression or how she decided to block them. Mm. But also, I'm excited to see, you know, there's a sound designer, light designer. You know, this isn't people just reading on a stage. It's a theatrical production. So the multimedia, the music the design elements will all bring this to life. And that's really exciting to watch unfold and to read the emails about what those visions are. Mm. Your play opens tomorrow and will run through July 17th. There will also be virtual showings of the production that people can get tickets for. As you get ready for the world premiere, what are you, (laughs) you most proud of? Well, in something that sounds like an egregious case of nepotism, (laughs) although it's not, my 18-year-old stepdaughter is playing Kayla in the play. Wow. And she does acting, and she's been taking classes for years, and she had done some table reads for me, but she auditioned. I was not there. I was not involved. I didn't find out until after she told me, so that makes it really special and to watch her give this character to life. Um, you know, I got a little teary-eyed in one of those rehearsals watching her do this. Oh, wow. That is so exciting. That's WBEZ's Natalie Moore. Her new play about abortion, The Billboard, premieres this week at Northwestern University's Word Center in Abbott Hall. Natalie, thanks for your time and good luck with the show. Thank you, Esther. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.